0: the truth lives political bomb show starring rayshawn blyden welcome to political Bomb Show. i'm your host rayshawn blyden if you'd like to give us a call you can call 413-728-9380 413-728-9380 or visit politicalbombshow.cf politicalbombshow.cf today i'm going to be talking about scams spies and hacks very uh annoying things but can be really uh, damaging to someone's life if they're caught in the middle of any of this. Scams, obviously, they could uh, scam you out of your your money. And some people, it's been really bad where they've been scammed so bad that they lost millions. So someone being scammed, it's not something that's funny at all. And obviously spying someone spying on you specifically like the government or the state agency that's not good like like they say big brother watching so that's also not good and of course some bum hacking into your computer and destroying your life that way by stealing your your data so that's why you need to have something like a life lock where basically they are uh, they watch your your credit 24 hours a day. And if something is strange, they they get in contact with you. And if it's not you, they work to stop the dangerous person that's doing that to you. So, I know <clears throat> I've been scammed before. Shame to say it, but I was. I mean, I had just come to the United States and I Was wasn't exposed to these things in a small island where I came from. So... There I am, getting exposure to a computer, and then this hot Russian girl, the white Russian woman, says that she likes me. So, instantly, I'm like mesmerized, I'm like, wow, look at this, not knowing anything about hacks and catfish and all these things, but anyway, she's talking to me and talking to me, and... I send money like an idiot. I send money. Yep. But that was young, dumb, and stupid me. I've also did the same thing to the Philippines where I even sent her a laptop and it cost me an arm and a leg to send it there like 250 bucks or something like that. And it, it wasn't even a woman. It turns out it was a guy. So these are the type of things that um. I don't even do anymore that's why i'm very, very skeptical when it comes to dating online i'm very, very skeptical and you're not I'm not gonna let someone catfish me again where where it looks like I'm talking to a a beautiful woman and it turns out to be some guy or transgender or something like that. so I always insist if the conversation is is going where I feel like something is gonna happen between us. I wanna video chat, FaceTime, and if they keep refusing to do that with me, I will cut it off real quick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm, you're not real? If you were, you would FaceTime me, I don't care what your excuses are, and I just cut it off. There's not, nothing beats a, a real video chat, real video chatting, because that's the only way you'll know if that person actually is real. I don't care how many pictures they could send you. Because many people as it's called catfishing, they will go on Facebook and steal someone's photos and profile and name and everything and pretend to be them. So yeah, unless the person is willing and you might be saying, Well, I don't want this I don't want to give this person my phone number. Well, there's there are many video um video conference apps like skype out there so if you don't want to facetime them and give them your number you can you can uh do something like uh like skype others don't come to mind right now but you can just i'm sure you can look up a a good video conference conference app and if they say well i don't have this app well you know just tough luck just move on no matter what excuse you ask them what they do have and what they're willing to, or, or, or Face Facebook, you could face, you know, do a live Facebook. I'm not, I don't use Facebook anymore, so I don't know much about Facebook, but I'm sure there's something out there that they can use to be seen live with you. And if they do agree to be seen live with you, and then something comes up at the last minute, you know they're full of crap, that they're not going to do it because they can't do it, because it's probably a guy. Or if they do it and the lighting is so bad you can't see them then you know that's that's a red flag there as well so you got to be careful online yes online is pretty much our future because that's just the way the way how things are right now is it's much easier to do things online to do business online to to socialize online so Online, it's going to be with us for a while. That's for sure. There's no, no getting away, no getting around it. But you just got to protect yourself and be careful. You you, know, you meet this beautiful woman online, and instantly if she's, seen, she's saying that she she likes you and she, she wants to be with you and she loves you, that's a red flag. No one falls in love that quickly. She's just stroking your ego, and you're going to drop your guard, and then you're going to catch feelings and then when you catch feelings then they know they got you and they could pretty much make you do anything so that's what you got to be careful for you can't catch feelings easier said than done if a young teen a young adolescent on there young man is he's going to easily catch feelings especially if he's feels like he's lonely and he doesn't have a girlfriend and he he'll he'll fall for anything he'll just Anyone could say that they they love him and trick him, and he will send his life savings to them. So you just can't. It's just like the society these days. You you're putting feelings before facts. If you if if there's one thing I could teach you is don't put feelings before facts. You you put the facts first and then feelings after. So the fact is, you know, you look at the facts as they they are. Is this, how long have you been talking to this person? How long after you've been talking to this person did they say that they have strong feelings for you? And then soon after that, how, how long did it take for them to ask you for money or to send merchandise to them? Now, if you, once you, you put that first and feelings second, you're not going to get hurt in, in the trap. If if things happen one after the other too rapidly and too fast, you know that this is not a real person. It's a catfish and or it's a scammer who wants nothing other than their best interest and not your best interest at heart. So you want to watch out for people like that. You really don't. And you just want to just put your feelings second. Easier said than done, but believe me once you learn that lesson it's gonna be so much better i've learned that lesson and i always put my feelings second like i'm on some of these like tinder and uh plenty of fish and um i forget some of the other ones i'm on there and you just know that these these are they're either bots or they're they're, uh, they're scammers on there instantly i set up a profile and Bing, 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 the, the women's are hitting you up left and right. And that's another thing about the app themselves. In my opinion, most of them are just a business who's taking advantage of your vulnerability as a man. Because if you'll notice on many of these, these dating sites, the women are, are for free. I mean, they could create their accounts for free. You, don't, you can't create your apps, your um, account for free. As a man, you got to pay for your account. So they, I feel that they're just taking advantage of, of the market, knowing that there's so many guys out there who are lonely and want to be with someone. No, I, I can't speak for, uh, you know, like uh, LGBT apps. I have no idea how those work. But I do know how Tinder and Plenty of Fish and, and Match.com, their story, Match.com, so I um. Good. I don't even remember what year this was. I, I know I lived in Connecticut then, and I got the package where it says that uh, I'm I'm what is it I, I'm guaranteed a date or my money back. Needless to say, I didn't get a date and I didn't get my money back. But let's put that aside for now. So I because of the the package I had, I was invited to certain shows that I had to pay pay you know pay to get to go to the show so i paid for this show i don't remember exactly where it was but it was a a horse riding place where where it was like a farm and you get to ride the horses and it seemed like a good place to meet some of the other um the other match.com women so i'd go out there and sure enough there wasn't anything to look at so yeah talk about cows and 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 uh hippo hippos wow so anyway i just kind of just said um, i drove an hour plus to get here i might as well try to enjoy myself and i did enjoy myself as far as because that was my first time going horseback riding it was amazing that was the highlight of of the of the whole thing but i watched carefully what match.com was doing They had a professional camera crew there and they seemed like they had some type two models a a male and female model and they were made to look like they were part of our event having fun that really ripped me it made me mad because you're making it look like those two were part of the event and maybe they met there and they were hitting it off when they were looked like they were paid models they were definitely not part of us. They were nowhere with us. As a matter of fact, when they finished taking pictures, they left. So, yeah, that, I, from that moment on, once I drove back home, I instantly just ended my Match.com account. I was like, this is BS. I'm not going for this ever again. So, yeah, even with the legitimate uh, dating sites, as a man, you got to be really careful because their business and they're praying upon us men that's the bottom line they're not praying praying against the women they're praying against us men they know that we will do anything to meet a beautiful woman and to to date and stuff and so they take advantage of that it's very it's a very if you know sketchy business at best i don't really think i've ever been to one that was straight up legit i honestly i don't think any of them are legit and then even when you have the legit one, you have these these uh scamming women that go in there, and you could tell it's always a scam because they the first thing they'll say when they when they message you is that i don't I only have the free account. send me an email and they'll put their email address and it's uh, I've tried you know emailing some of them and they 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 you know they're scammers, it's nothing but scammers, so I don't even respond to any of those. About send me an email. It's all BS. It really is just BS. So you gotta be careful as a man on these online dating sites because they will definitely try to get you. And it's not funny. And the catfish, and that's ridiculous as well. None of this is, is good stuff at all. So I just hope that you'll be really, really careful out there. No matter how lonely and sad you may feel and you really want a girlfriend and you want to be happy and eventually get a family, online is not usually the best way in my humble opinion because I've been trying it for years because, see, I am not that sociable. I mean, once I get to know someone, I'm very sociable, but I'm not that sociable where... Um, I'll just go to a party and meet a hot girl and be brave enough to talk to her. There's no way that's going to happen. Even with with if I'm drunk, I still won't do it. I'll be more loose, but that's just... I'm too antisocial. So online dating I thought was perfect for me until I just realized that it's not what it seems to be. It's just too many fakers and scammers and robots pretending to be women just so they... They they're part of the system there, so they could get your money from you. So, yeah, it's very tough. Tough being antisocial, and uh, these online know that too. They they'll target us our antisocial because they know that it's so easy to um to talk to someone online, and you don't have to worry be about being antisocial because it's online, and so. It, They'll get you that way too. So there's plenty more that I want to discuss, but right now I'm gonna take a break and I'll be right back. Das hier ist mein Sektor. Das hier ist das wichtigste Gerät des Küstenwächters. Das Gerät das Gerät. Überlebensradar.
1: Hello, this is the German Coast Guard. We are thinking, we're thinking. What are you thinking about?
0: Hi, welcome back. I was just watching, uh, the video doing the commercial break there. I don't really watch much American TV unless it's specific series that I like, like obviously Game of Thrones and Dexter when it was around, you know, um Walking Dead Fair to Walking Dead into the Badlands. I could keep going on and on, but we'll talk about T V series in another another uh, another episode. But um No, I was laughing because you had to have seen it basically you um there was this it's, it was a german it a german commercial and uh so someone an American person was calling and saying Mayday, Basically, they basically needed help that they were sinking, but the German guy asked <laughs> so he said that he was thinking what are you thinking about it was like it's just funny you had to see it But anyway um Back to scams, spies, and hacks. And the telephone number is 413-728-9380. 413-728-9380. Politicalbombshow.cf. Politicalbombshow.cf. So going back to scams, not only can, um, can strangers scam you, but even your, your, your own family and friends will scam you. This has happened to me before. This was an acquaintance, someone that I work with, and I remember it to this day. I was at a at a friend's, uh, Jack and Jill, yeah, at a friend's Jack and Jill, and I get this urgent text. Was it a text or a call? I don't re- really remember. It could have been a call. It said, "Hey Ray, I it's really important that you come and meet me." There's something really important I got I to gotta tell you. I was like, what is it? He wouldn't tell me over the phone. Now, that's to have drawn a red flag right there. But I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. So, And it really pisses me off to this day because he made me leave my my friends, Jack and Jill, early. But anyway, so I, I run over to where he was. And it was, it was odd where he wanted to meet me. I, it was like, in like at a, I don't remember, it was a basketball field or field it was somewhere just in the around nowhere no one was around it just was weird so I go there and he goes hey man I was like yeah what's up he go he said I got something to show you and then he he began to to get into his sales pitch I was so furious at that time he's trying to sell me something I was like this couldn't have waited I was with friends having fun out there, and you, pull me out here for this. I was so infuriated by this, but needless to say, I. He how much did he charged. I don't even remember. It could have been two or three hundred dollars. He charged me for this thing, and. Something told me to look this thing up online to, see, to actually see the value of it. It only actually cost eighty bucks. I found. Yeah, I found them for eighty bucks. I was so infuriated. I told him just keep away from me. Don't you don't I don't want nothing to do with you. You scam me. You charged me three hundred dollars for eighty dollar equipment. I was like, screw you. And I'm, obviously I'm being nice. I'm not I didn't use these words. And then uh, he was like, uh, you know, it's not the same one. This one is one of the cops, you BS. That was the same exact one. I'm not that stupid. So the next day I go into work and I see him. He, he says, hey, I got a knife for you. It's, this is a really nice, uh, authentic, solid knife. And I'll give it to you for free. Like, F you. I don't want nothing for you. Stay the F away from me. And from that day on, I, I knew he couldn't be trusted. And, you know, people like that do exist. So you got to be careful. And like I said, back then, I, I, didn't, pu- I didn't put... Facts before before feelings always if you could remember anything from me, facts before feelings. If I had put facts before feelings, I wouldn't have gone out to him if, because I would have said to him, What's so important that you can't tell me on the phone that you have to drag me out and then where am I meeting somewhere strange? This makes no sense to me. I, I should have just hung up on him. I mean, he's just a horrible person. I'm sorry to say, but he, anyone who would scam someone like that is horrible. And then the work situation now, that's another story. He, he's just a scammer. I really, it's time to block his number, honestly. I mean, this, this is the type of person, he says that he's doing something to help you whilst stabbing you in the back with a, with a knife or shooting you in the head. This is, this is, what he, this is basically what he did to, to me. Saying that he's trying to help me when God knows he was, the only person he was helping was himself. And now he's trying to, uh, you know, anyway, I, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Um, but even family members will scam you too. I have a cousin. She is queen scammer. And she's always trying. I think she's giving up now because I just won't pick up her phone calls. And I won't reply to any of her facebook when i was on facebook and you know you mess with my mom and then you have a problem with me um she did sca- my. well i don't know she scammed my mom my mom loaned her some money and she never repaid her so i finally told the, the scamming cousin when you repay my mom then you when we can talk i don't think that deal ever happened she's a scammer she's always been a scammer now that I think about it growing up as a as a child, she always used to pick on me as well and make fun of me because I was different and unique. You know, I was I was always a little bit weird and she would pick on me and she would would, would make fun of me and, and just go out of her way to to uh make me feel bad. I remember these things. She may have not remembered but she probably did remember them. But anyway, so stay away. From from scam artists Whether they befriend a The a family or a stranger Fact before fiction I'm going to quiz you At the end I'm going to ask you What is the one thing I want you to remember So um, I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to I'm going to Talk about Catfish And that was a terminology That I didn't know about And so instead of, Actually instead of talking about it I'm going to play a few stories here that will explain to you what happened to them and this is called catfish I didn't have no idea what catfish was until one time one of my friends I told him I'm talking to this hot chick on Facebook he said you sure you're not being catfish and he starts laughing I'm like what is he talking I didn't even know what it was so I asked him he said catfish just means that someone's pretending to be someone they stole an identity and it's always never for something good I don't what I don't understand about someone who does a catfish is why would you catfish someone and then expect to actually meet up with them and and then expect you know then they'll they're going to know that you're not that person. So I don't think a catfish person would actually really meet up with you. If any catfish persons are listening to my podcast, I would like you to let me know if you've ever catchfish someone and you had real intentions of meeting up with them and telling them the truth after you met up with them. It's stupid. It's just like like before when I went on this phone dating app back in the day and this this um her voice sounded like so sexy and she she described herself as being, you know, a nice, slim and trim caramel skinned person. And when I saw her she was uh, Attila the Hun, she was huge, like you know, like a moose. So, anyway, let's uh, play one of these catfish stories.
1: The full story. So it all started at the beginning of spring break. I was just sitting in my chair. I was bored, and I was like, you know what? I want to talk to some girls. So what I did is I downloaded this app. I'm not going to tell you which one it is because, one, okay, it wasn't Tinder. I just want to make that clear. It was not Tinder, And I don't want you guys going on there and finding my profile and, like, freaking harassing me or something, because I know that's something you guys would do. Uh, Mayhem, just learn to find girls in real life, it's not going online to find them. So I was just scrolling through the pictures, looking for a cute girl to talk to, and cute girls online are really, they're kind of hard to come by, I'll just be honest with you. But Mayhem, it's all about the personality. (laughs) So this is one of the pictures she had on her profile, and unless you're Stevie Wonder and you can't see, she is clearly pretty attractive. I'm not gonna say what name she had on the profile, but We're just going to call her Z, because I'm not going to expose her or anything. So I messaged her, and she replied, and I was like, oh, okay, that's actually surprising, because usually the attractive girls don't reply. They're just on there for an ego boost. So we hit it off pretty well, and we switched over to iMessage, and we were talking. I mean, the first night, we talked pretty late. It was, like, really early in the morning. And, um, like, keep in mind, I reverse image searched all these pictures. Like, I'm I'm not completely retarded. Like, I know that there's catfish online, and I I looked up the pictures, um, and there were like no results online, so I was like, okay, so the probability of these being real, or of this girl being real, is a bit higher than normal, because sometimes you can just like reverse image search, and it'll be like 16 results, and you're like, you're not fooling anyone, okay, I'm not stupid. So yeah, if you just crop the photo down a little bit, I don't think it'll appear, Um, but she actually cropped one of the pictures, and I'll tell you guys about that later. So every day we would text throughout the day, and eventually we called each other on the phone, And at this point, I was just kind of blinded by my feelings. And I know most of you are probably like, How do you catch feelings for someone online that you can't be with? I catch feelings pretty easily, which is definitely not a good thing. But, um, I was just blinded by them and I was like, I wanted to believe that this is real. I thought it was real. Like, I thought that this girl was real, we were actually gonna meet. I mean, we talked about meeting halfway. She only lives like two hours away. Um, and I was like, "This, this is great, like, this is gonna be awesome. So we FaceTimed, we even FaceTimed, like she FaceTimed me in a restaurant, she showed me her brother, her family, and, but she never showed herself. And I was like, okay, well, she's probably insecure. A lot of girls are insecure about something. So I was like, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt and just, you know, let her get comfortable. And then maybe she'll show me what she looks like. But at this point, I already thought I knew what she looked like, but that didn't turn out to be <laughs> to be the case. So about a week later, it was like a Sunday, um, it was a school night, and I was just getting ready to go to bed, and we were on the phone. And I realized I didn't know this girl's last name. So I asked her, and she was kind of hesitant to tell me. Um, and I asked her how it's spelled, because it was, like, it spelled... not. I wouldn't say in a weird way, but it's like, there could be a few different ways. And I guessed, and she was like, no, but she wouldn't tell me how to spell it. So then I went on Facebook, and I found this... So then I went on Facebook, I searched up her name, I looked up different variations, of how to spell it until I found a profile, and when I found this profile, the girl in the Facebook pictures was not the same girl that I thought I was talking to, it had the same location of where she lived. And at this point, I was like, Okay, maybe there's another girl with the same name. I was really hoping, I was really hoping that I did not find out that I had been catfished for a week. So then I screenshotted it. I think I don't remember exactly how it went down, but I was like, What's this? I was like, This this doesn't match like what's going on here like i was enraged inside i was like no this this did not just happen so i messaged her and i was like you know what this is over like i'm not doing this i was so mad and i was just like i can't believe you lied to me for a week and if you can lie to someone for a week and just be comfortable with it like you don't know what else they're lying about you can't trust them like that breaks all of your trust and keep in mind, she sent me more pictures, not not those type of pictures. And I looked those up, they didn't appear anywhere, and I was like, okay, tell me who this girl is. Like, I'm not gonna talk to you if you do not tell me who the real girl is, because I wanted closure. I wanted to talk to this girl that I thought I was talking to, pretty much. So I went on Facebook, and I found this girl. She told me her name was Kaylin, and I'm not gonna say her last name, but um, I found her, and I saw her profile header, and I was like, oh, that that freaking picture looks familiar. She sent me, the catfish sent me a picture of her header with her boyfriend cropped out of it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that I fell for this. And then I added her on Facebook. She didn't add me back, so I couldn't message her. It's also funny because she sent me a picture of Kaylin with her boyfriend. And she said that was her stepbrother. And their, like, heads were touching. I was like, that's kind of, that's kind of weird. Like, we got some incest vibes going on here. I was like, okay, I mean... Alright, I went into school, and I was like, guys, look, look at this girl, she is stunning. And they were like, oh my gosh, man, like, so happy for you, that's awesome. And then two days later, I go into school, and I'm like, guys, it was a catfish. Now it was very, it wasn't embarrassing, but it was just like, I didn't want to have to say that. I didn't want to have to say that, but I did. Um, <laughs> it sucked. But then I found Kaylin on, uh, Twitter, and I was like, yo, okay, you know, this girl is using your pictures and catfishing people with them. She was like, "WTF, I have a boyfriend." I was like, "Well, that sucks." But um I was just like happy because I got in contact with the girl, but I was also ma- still mad that I was catfished and I was never going to meet this girl in my life. So, it was really I was kind of depressed for a few days. I would just go out and drive my car, sometimes angrily. <laughs> Sometimes I just stomp on the gas, but I do that all the time anyways. It turns out Kaylin didn't even know the girl that was catfishing me. Apparently they used to go to the same high school, but they never talked. And still, I was just, I was in complete shock. So just if you're wondering, I have permission from Kaylin to use her name in her pictures. I already asked her about this, and she said it's fine. One thing I learned is that you should never trust anyone online until like you talk to them, see their pictures, like FaceTime them, like don't believe that they say who they are. Um, You can still talk to him, of course, but like if you're like pursuing something like a relationship Just be smart You might want to believe that you're gonna meet this gorgeous blonde-haired blue-eyed girl But you gotta just make sure like if you do hey good good for you props to you like good
0: job, but Catfish, well, no laughing matter at all if you're the victim of a catfisher. It's really really unfortunate People are just so cruel and evil. I mean, everything is down to money. It's about money, basically. It's, there's nothing else that I can see because when I w- was catfished when I was growing up, I mean, I was growing up when I first came over here, and I didn't even I don't even think it had a terminology. The terminology was even around, but it was still someone catfishing me. They just called it a different name. But it's it's always leads back to money. I mean it's just ridiculous that that uh, and you know i don't know if, if guys mostly do the the catfishing but in my estimation women are the ones who do that the most unless of course it's a, it's a guy impersonating a woman and that's also probably common too but um very sickening that people would would put you through something like that just ridiculous i don't understand why people are so cruel and, and uh, so, um, I don't know what the word is. It's just ridiculous that that in a society that we have to go through this and it's not going to get any better because a thief will find a way and essentially they're a thief and so a thief will always find a way so they'll always find a new way. But like I said, if you, again, fact before feelings you're gonna be good most times fact before feelings will get you through you lay out the facts before you and if the facts don't add up then don't even get feelings that's the way it should be i'll be right back Uh, 413-728-9380, 413-728-9380, CF. I'm just laughing because the visuals of this commercial is, I've never seen a commercial like this. Again, I'm not watching American TV. I have my Roku, you know, where I'm able to watch TV from all around the world, so I love that. And I also have my Amazon Fire TV, so I do the same there. But this commercial basically was—I'm um, not sure what uh, what language that was there—but uh, but the visuals and just the sound will tell you. There was this father in a supermarket with a child, and the child wants sweets, and the father keeps putting it back until finally the child threw out—you know—threw a fit where there was. The child was throwing everything everywhere, and trying to and breaking things. And finally, on his back, on of the, on the ground with his feet in the air, kicking up with his hands, flailing everywhere. And then you see this, this uh text on the screen that says. Should have used condoms, <laughs> and then it shows the brand name of the condom. That's the funniest condom commercial ever. Basically saying you shouldn't have the child. It's a ma It's so funny, just had me die and I was it was funny I thought it was funny anyway but anyway um going back to uh, scams spies and hackers it's just um, unfortunate that people will try to hack you and try to scam you and spy on you now there's billions of people who use Facebook and um So there's plenty of Facebook scams going on. So I thought I'd share eight Facebook scams and you know, to have you be aware of some of them. And so I'm going to play this clip about eight Facebook scams.
2: If you're alive today, you've most likely had or have a Facebook account. Even if you're too young to even know what Facebook is, let alone anything other than a food source, you still probably have one, possibly created by your parents or legal guardians. According to a HuffPost report, there are over 30 million accounts that of confirmed dead individuals. This was reported back in 2002, so there's probably more than that today in this year of 2015. This is due to a memorial system that hasn't been accessible to the general public. So all and everyone rightfully has or had a Facebook account. and These accounts are all able to be scammed, which I'm sure some, if not all of you have seen or been a part of at some point. Being promised free merch to the occasional viral video that you have to share to view, I'll count my top eight Facebook scams. Number eight, free stuff. This includes, but is not limited to, iPads, gaming consoles, phones, tablets, and much, much more. Usually a picture of said free item is sitting at the top of a pallet full of empty boxes of product, possibly found outside the Best Buy after dumpster diving during a Saturday after Black Friday. After you like the page and share it, you'll be given an entry point. Then if you comment with the color you want, you'll be giving two points for said price. If you work for a living, you probably know that nothing is free, unless you steal it. Which you probably don't work for a living. You steal. Still is bad and good. Anyways, anything with free in the post should generally be avoided. But why, Snags? What do I have to lose? Most of the time, you're forced, most likely, into taking surveys and even downloading something to claim your prize when all you're really doing is possibly infecting your PC. Or the survey you took will lead to more surveys, and then the more you take, the more person that administered this is getting paid to the point where even if you finish the surveys, you still come out with nothing. Generally, a good rule of thumb is to just avoid it. Number seven, see who's viewing your profile now. These are extremely popular, and no matter how many debunks I've seen, it still has not embedded itself in the average Facebook user's head. That is not possible. Facebook does not allow its devs to distribute this information, so anyone claiming to have an add-on or third-party browser plug-in is simply lying. Good way to tell if someone is trying to do this or get it installed. <sighs> it's probably one of those friends of yours that sent you a PM about how to get a free iPod mini. Just click the little link and you'll get it. This demographic is predominantly junior high schoolers or high schoolers, so they can see if their secret crush is viewing their profile, but it is affecting everyone across all ages. This is not a real thing. Stop trying to get it, unless you like getting your account hacked. Number six, celebrity scams. Perusing through your ex's pictures to see their new boo, and then suddenly you get a friend request. Careful not to hit like on any of the pictures, you hover your mouse button over the notification drop down and click. It's Brangelina and they want you to be your friend. Holy crap, it's crazy. Not only did they look me up, but they also want to offer me a job? No way. Stop. The chances of a famous person adding you uh, as a friend on Facebook is slimmer than you going on a run if you're morbidly obese, especially if they're contacting you about a job. Actually, anything they may be offering you is very high probability that it's a scam, and anyone with a brain stem should know that these individuals should be reported. Number five, new or extra Facebook features. Wish you had that dislike button for those annoying posts you're too lazy to actually type out how much you hate? You're tired of your bland Facebook color and want to switch out your layout to make it look more snazzy? Well, look no more. Most, if not all, plugins, including those from Microsoft, will ask you before you download. Hey, man, I know you already have a default search engine, but you know Bing really wants to show you what it can do. So, you want to install a toolbar? The extra crap that you didn't ask for but are even sometimes forced to download. And these are less intrusive because it at least asks you before it installs anyways. Though there are legitimate browser extensions that offer said items, you should only download from devs that you know and trust. Number 4. Facebook is going to start charging you. One of the most popular scams for an extended variation of time that actually had Facebook spokespeople come out to officially state that they are not going to charge anyone anything. This lets scammers place up ads stating that they could secure their ad free or main, maintain a premium account for said asking price. Usually a GoFundMe site or some type of external site. Hell, even direct PayPal transactions. Though it's been debunked, there are still some out there that would fall for this. Or they're still trapped in this endless loop. Number three, I'm your friend. I lost, or I got my passport stolen. My wallet's been d- missing for, since I got here. Why me money? This usually happens when your friend's account gets hacked send you a PM or even just blandly place it on their newsfeed to say help I lost my stuff I need money to get back I'll pay you when I get home blah 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 then they usually have a link to click where you can send a donation to them so they can get home usually if they're pretty active on Facebook you should have an idea if they're going out of town. You'll see pictures and other things that you really could care less about because you can't do the same thing. But most likely, if well-known, your friend would possibly have picked up the phone and called you instead of posted it on Facebook. If you fall for this, I may also get lost soon, so I'll post a link for you to donate me some money. Number two, exclusive news. When something breaks out on your local news or even not, satire sites will release some bogus story about a real story on theirs. Most of the time, shared an upward million saying that Arizona tea has traces of urine in it, They're calling back all orders, don't drink it. Then you sit there and you start to think, there is a funny aftertaste in my mouth. Oh my god, it's piss. For the love of Bear grills, please check your source before sharing it with everyone. I don't know how many times I've come across something that I want to believe, only to do a little bit of research to see that these stories are fake as shit. Do your part, just research the source type. Type the name in Google and see if it's satire or not. And finally, number one. Shocking. Exclusive. Only see it here. These posts are infamous. I can't tell you how many times someone has had something in their feed that was like, holy crap, I need to see this. Click on the link and then you see this. I mean look at this. Before the post comes up you get a banner of the states you have to share it first. After sharing it you may or may not have to download this shady looking plug-in to view the video which most cases the video doesn't even play. Stay away from these. For the love of Burger King, the comments aren't even real. If you can't click on the name to see their profile, it's fake. Stop sharing these. Not only are they mildly annoying, you're possibly infecting your own computer so you can see that girl shock her bare-ass cheek on an electric fence and then fall face-first into a pile of cow shit. If you continue to do it, then I guess I could be expecting a PM you from you about my free iPad mini.
0: So those are pretty much eight of the top scams out there on Facebook. And I don't know why people are using Facebook still to date anyway. I've definitely stopped. And for my own personal Reasons, I, if you want to know, I'll tell you, but basically, um, you know, they claim to be outraged about this firm who was, was um, hired by the Trump campaign to be outraged by them uh, getting your, your personal information. But what Facebook don't tell you is that they did the same thing for, um, for Obama and more they willingly participate in it and they didn't show any outrage on that. So they're just be they're just full of it. It's all about being um it's about basically bias. They're bias against anything conservative and and they're all in for liberals. And whether it be for the liberals or conservative, I don't like the fact that they're sharing the information out there. So I simply just don't even use the facebook anymore as a matter of fact i really need to to close the account i don't use it anymore but it's very convenient as far as like when i'm signing up for new accounts on different places it says sign up via facebook and that's what i've been using it for but i really do need to uh shut it down and of course i know for me as an artist it's it's key that i really should have a facebook account and that's sort of why i'm procrastinating shutting it down but it's ridiculous where they're still trying to text me I, that's another thing I, I don't use the 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 facebook at all or go on there and they keep sending me text messages as if someone sent me a you know a message on uh, my facebook through the via, via my my personal number and it's it's so annoying i you know i you know i just don't think that it's right I don't like the government regulating many things, unless they have to, but Facebook's gotta be, it's just too big. It's just like in one of my new songs in my album, um, Cultural Decay, I did a song named Buster Trust, and I'm talking about Facebook and Amazon, Microsoft and Apple, all these monopolies basically, which is illegal. It's illegal to be a monopoly they They've crushed and killed the competition, and there's, it's not good for us as a consumer but I don't want to get into that so I'll take my tin foil hat off and get back to the matter at hand which is is uh be careful with Facebook be real careful as far as um catfish goes and even apps that you install it might say it might look like a a good video game or something or or computer game or app it says install me and it could It could be uh, spyware or hackware, whatever you call it, and they're spying on you and getting your your information. So I'll be really wary about anything that says free. Basically, nothing in life is free. Like I said, if you keep fact over feeling, you're gonna be fine, fact. What does they, they really want from this free app? Well, most times, they want to take your, your, uh, your personal data and share it for profit and or there's plenty of ads that they have on there because companies are, are um, buying ad space because so many people are downloading it for free. So there's nothing for free, completely free. There's always a reason. Look at the facts and figure out what exactly is going on here. Why is this app free? And stuff like that that's just how you gotta look at life. You can't just just assume that um that ev that they're being nice no they're not being nice they 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 you know put in all their time and research of building this app and they're just being nice. I don't think so. no one's that nice, only Jesus, no one else is that nice so um yeah, be careful with Facebook. Another thing that I want to talk about is phone scams. That is really, um, really annoying. But if you're one of these persons who like to talk on the phone, which is not many people these days like to talk on the phone, it's people like to text. And you even get scammed with, through text as well, so you got to be careful for that. But um, phone scams, you definitely got to be careful for. And it's, it still works. That's the, that's the reason why people are still doing it. The bad thing is because people will fall for them. Like they, someone called and pretended to be the IRS or something like that. You got to be really careful. As a rule of thumb, I myself, I don't pick up any number that I don't know. If I don't know the number, I'm not going to pick it up. If it's that important, you'll leave me a voice message. But as a rule of thumb, I don't pick up strange numbers. So if, you're, if I don't recognize your number... I am not picking it up. You're going to leave me a voice message or whatever. And I use this, uh, this app. is called Mr. Number. I don't know if you're in the iPhone family or the Apple family. I don't know if you have anything like that for Android. Android phone, they're even more prone for hackery and, and, and you know, because it's not as, as built like the Apple. But anyway, I don't want to get a war between which one is better, Android or Apple. Apple. But, um let's uh let's just talk about phone scams where people will will call you and they're usually not from America but they're from bangladesh or or wherever some foreign country and they're trying to scam money out of you but the Mr number what it does is you can copy and paste the number that just called you and it's a community of people like like yourself and 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 um and me where we you can Report that number to others, saying, "Hey, don't pick this call up. It's a scam. It's from whatever," and then you could flag them and and uh, block them. But that don't that don't work. They'll just call from a different number, and you just have to keep blocking them. So as a rule of thumb, I just don't even pick them up. But it is good to block the the existing numbers they call from because it'll it'll go. You know, you won't have to be bothered going through the same thing. And that community in in uh, Mister Number really works. I like using that a lot. I even put my scamming cousin in in my Mister Number. I don't want to be bothered by her. But um, you gotta be real careful. There's so many different uh, phone scams going on. And uh, I'm gonna play something. Basically, it's the most some of the most common. Phone scam that you could encounter. So, I want to play this.
3: Five common telephone scams to watch out for, including this brand new one. So, first, what is this new scam? You may have already seen it mentioned in the news. It's often referred to as the Can You Hear Me scam. And what happens is the scammer will call your phone number and ask a simple question. It may be Can You Hear Me? or Is this the head of household? or something like that. And they know that you will answer yes to whatever question they ask, or at least they're hoping to. And simply by saying the word yes, or I agree, or something like that, now they've got you. Wait a minute, what do you mean they got me? I just said yes. That's right, because this is what happened. You see, when that scammer called you, they are recording that call, and they just want you to say yes or some other positive response so they have that recording of you that they can use later then they're going to hit you with some sort of bogus charge to your phone bill, or utility bill, or something like that. For example, it is possible for some services to apply charges right through your phone bill, such as those hotlines that you know what I'm talking about. And the reason they get the recording of you is that they will actually edit an audio clip of them saying something like, do you agree to this charge, or whatever, and then tack on your yes response that they had. So now they have a supposed proof recording of you agreeing to charges that you never agreed to. Such as if the phone company asks for proof that you actually did agree to this charge, or you go to challenge it later. It's very tricky stuff. So here's the best thing to do to avoid this type of scam. If you get a call that asks, can you hear me, then obviously just hang up immediately, that's the scam. But if you aren't sure, like if they say, is this whoever, maybe respond by saying, may I ask who's calling and why, don't say yes or anything like that then you can probably judge their response yourself if they're legitimate. Of course, most of the time you can just tell if it's a telemarketer or something. So I'd say just hang up either way, no need to even waste your time, you don't have to be nice to the telemarketers. And I'm sure you know, if you tell telemarketers in general that you're not interested, they won't leave it at that, they're going to try to keep bugging you to keep you talking even though you're not interested at all. So better to just not take the risk. Okay, so that might be the newest scam, but what are some other ones to watch out for? The next one is the so called star 72 scam, or call forwarding scam, and this one is another tricky one that might not seem obvious if you don't know what's going on. For those not aware, star 72 is one of the many star codes that you can type into your phone, either it's a cell phone or a landline, that will perform different functions. Star 72 in particular activates call forwarding. So when you type in star 72, then any phone number, it will then forward all calls to your number to the other phone number that you just typed in. So in this scam, the scammer will try to get you to type in a phone number beginning with star 72. For example, they may say, we were in an accident, and we need you to call an ambulance or a hospital, and then give you the code and then the phone number, and they might say, oh well this star code allows you to get directly to the doctor, or something like that, meanwhile now all your calls are going to get forwarded to that number. There's also another one where they say, oh they're calling from jail, and they called the wrong number, and they only get one phone call, can you please call my wife, or something like that, and then they get you to type it in that way. But either way, if someone asks you to type in a star code, It's a scam. And then after you do that, the scammer will give your phone number to someone who wants to call them from like long distance collect, so you have to pay for all those collect calls. And the two scammers can talk as much as they want while you foot the bill, because the collect call is technically being forwarded through you, so they just use your phone number to steal calls, and they don't have to pay for it no matter how long distance it is. So, just be aware of what star codes are and don't type any of them in if someone tells you to. The next scam is one that is definitely not new, but people somehow still fall for it sometimes. It's the notorious Windows support scam. This is where you'll get a random phone call from someone who claims to be from Microsoft or sometimes from Windows. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. But they'll say something along the lines of, Your computer has been sending us error messages, let me help you fix it. And then they guide you through some ridiculous process on your computer that will show supposed errors as proof that your computer clearly is broken. But here's the scam part, then they tell you that to fix it, you need to download a certain program from whatever website they give, and of course it's a virus. And then after that, they have full control of your computer, they're going to log everything you type into it, And of course, use it to steal your money. So yeah, Microsoft is not going to call you about your computer. Next up is a more general type of scam, which are fake bank security calls. And I thought I'd talk about this, because they are kind of tricky, because sometimes The bank or credit card company will call you if they suspect fraud is occurring, so I thought I'd go over how to be sure that you're not going to fall for this. So for example, a scammer may call you and claim to be the bank, and say that your card has a suspicious charge or something like that. They may also leave a message saying, call back this number for the fraud department, and then before they can tell you about it, they need to verify the credit card number, which of course involves you giving them their credit card number. So what should you do about this? What if the credit card company is actually calling you about fraud? Well, what I say is any time you get a call or message claiming to be from the bank, always make sure you call them. So go to your bank's website and call the official number there, or the one on the back of the card, and have them just transfer you to the correct department. You can't be sure that the person who calls you is who they say they are, Or, for example, if they're fake and they say, oh, call our fraud department, and of course, it's not really that. So you want to make sure that you're calling something that you know is legitimate. Now, finally, I just have to quickly mention the notorious IRS scam calls. These are pretty easy to spot and almost always involve someone calling you from the IRS or some other tax agency, saying that you owe a bunch of taxes, and if you don't pay up, you're going to go to jail. Now, the important thing to know here and the main point is that with this, the IRS does not call people without sending a letter first. So, if out of the blue, you just get a message saying, Oh, you're gonna go to jail if you don't pay us, yeah, that's obviously a scam. For something that serious, the IRS would definitely send you a notice via certified mail so you wouldn't just get it lost in the mail. So, there's not much more to say about that one. They're pretty obvious, but just know that the IRS in general it doesn't call you without letting you know by mail first. So now that you know some of these scams, what can you do going forward? Well first of all, if you do get a spam or scam call, don't respond in any way, even by pressing a number on the keypad. I remember one time I had just booked a hotel for example, and just by chance I got a spam call that very night claiming to be from that company that I just booked the hotel room with, so I was kinda thrown off guard. It said something like, oh here's a free gift, just press 1 to learn more. Now normally this would be a huge red flag, but the timing of it threw me off. So just out of curiosity, I pressed 1, and of course it transferred me to someone with a thick accent saying I want a free cruise, and it was obviously a scam, so I hung up. But the problem was, and here's my point, is because I pressed 1 initially, They now knew that my number worked. So they put it on a list of working numbers or probably sold it on a list. So for literally months afterwards, I kept getting more of the same spam calls every week. It took forever for me to stop getting them. So don't even interact with these spammers or scammers at all, and at best, don't even answer it in the first place. Another thing you can do, is there are actually apps out there that will block suspected spam calls. The one I've been using is called Mr Number, I think it's the most popular one, and it also is on Android and iPhone. Anyway, something like that will use caller ID and community reports to automatically flag phone numbers that are known to be scams or heavily suspected, and just block them, or at least warn you. With the Mr. Number app I just mentioned, you can also look at your recent call history through it, and it will show you reports other people left about that number. So it's pretty nifty, you can kind of see people say, oh this is a spam call, they wanted to offer me credit card reports, or oh it's this person calling, it's just good to know. So I guess that's it, those are some common phones
0: Welcome back, Political Bomb Show, 413-728-9380, politicalbombshow.cf. So, I finally want to talk about something that I I could hear the, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, the government is spying on you? Well, I, I guess that your head is in the sand and you didn't see all the stories of the government spying on you through the, I can't even think of the agency in in our... I can't think of it right now. It'll come to me later. But, yeah, they've definitely been spying on you. And it's something that's very dangerous. And with all the technology out there, you don't know that they're... If they're not spying on you through your, your smart TVs, you know and your smart appliances, your smart doorbell, which is, you know, your smart cameras. My cameras, I'm always paranoid because I have my cameras, my security cameras, and I'm paranoid because there are, t- there are times I know I have it set a certain way, pointed to a certain area, and there's times where it's pointed to the ceiling. I didn't change them. They were suppo- they're still supposed to be pointing where I put them, So who's there, a hacker or the government or someone looking around my apartment while I'm not here? Something is definitely going on. I don't understand it. So you just got to be aware. So I always check in and make sure that the the cameras are where I left them. And I even have a security password protected too. So I don't know how they're doing this. But I... You know, you could call it paranoia if you want, guess you could call it paranoia, but I just know that something is going on there. But anyway, I want to play some ways that the government can be watching you.
4: Fears about the government spying on us used to be limited to dystopian novels of the future, but today, thanks to technology, the government can spy on you in ways you may not have thought of. Did you know it can listen in on your conversations through your toaster? Or identify you through a street camera and your driver's license photo? Prepare to be amazed at these 10 ways you're being watched by the government.
2: Amazing!
4: Number 10, credit cards. If you're one of those people who rarely carries cash and enjoys the freedom of using your credit or debit card for everything, just keep in mind the government could be using it to track you. The NSA's financial database, TrackFin, has hundreds of millions of records, and more than three quarters of them are from credit card data. Because credit card transactions are location specific, the NSA could use it to track your location if they took an interest in you. Critics of the organization point out the NSA often hoards massive amounts of data, much of which has nothing to do with their person of interest. If you want to go off the grid, you may have to resort to carrying those old paper bills. Number nine, store loyalty cards. Your store loyalty or rewards cards can also get you into trouble, as the government might pressure the store for info if they were ever investigating you. In one instance, Safeway used customer rewards data to provide police the name of a man who had purchased a fire starting unit. The cops, who were investigating an arson, ended up arresting the loyal customer, then dropping the charges after discovering the poor guy was innocent. In another situation, the DEA subpoenaed store records to find customers who bought large amounts of plastic bags, which were frequently used in drug transactions. As if that's not bad enough, the British government is considering using customer loyalty records to target people who buy too much junk food with ads for healthy lifestyle products. Number eight, insecure firewalls. If you have a secure firewall, you may think you're relatively safe from hackers, including those at the NSA. But it turns out the NSA has pressured manufacturers of security devices, including routers and other networking equipment, to leave certain backdoor vulnerabilities. These are known to the NSA and exploited any time they take an interest in a person. Because the backdoor is built in, you're unlikely to know if anyone accessed your network. That's a sick burn from your firewall. Number seven, don't trust your fridge or toaster. You may have purchased an internet-connected fridge or other appliance that claims to help you by keeping track of items, letting you know if you're running low on milk, etc. But if the government decides you're suspicious, they can use that same fridge and the items within to spy on you through radio frequency identification, sensor networks, and energy harvesters. If you value your privacy, you may want to give the new connected fridges the cold shoulder in favor of the old-fashioned kind. Number six, drones. Your own devices aren't the only tools at Uncle Sam's disposal when they want to spy on you. Drones fly overhead and collect data frequently, and there's no way to know if one has spied on you. This type of surveillance started with the border patrol along the American-Mexican border, and at first, it was limited to that area. But the Pentagon admits to developing drones across U.S. territory for non-military missions, although it claims these flights are rare and lawful. The DEA and ATF also use drones, and there's no way to know who owns a drone when it zips overhead. All you can do is make sure your hair looks good before you leave the house. Number five, instant messaging, smartphones, and social media. If you think changing your privacy settings on social media can protect you from the prying eyes of the government, you may be wrong. Many government agencies lurk on social media, ostensibly to protect us from crime and can also monitor phone calls and track your location using your phone's GPS. Even turning off the phone may not prevent this. The government also collects metadata on phone calls, including who called who, and time and length of calls. They claim not to be interested in average usage of phones and social media, but the Department of Homeland Security admits it pays attention to keywords like attacks, terror, or security. This seems a bit broad, especially if you consider many people having conversations about things in the news like, say, terror attacks. Or you might just be asking friends to recommend a good security company. The government also has some weird interests, following words like cloud and pork. No word on how much money this program is costing taxpayers, but it sounds like a real pork barrel. Number four, prism. In addition to worrying about the back door on your firewall, You should also worry about a program called PRISM, a cloak and dagger internet spying program pet of the NSA. They use it to collect metadata from companies like Google and Apple in bulk. This may include everything from Skype calls to Gchat logs. Again, the government can't legally do this to its own citizens but it can do it if it believes it is monitoring potentially valuable foreign information routed through U.S. servers. This only requires an analyst to be 51% sure the surveyed person is outside the U.S. Some critics of the program are 100% sure that doesn't sit well with them. Number three, cameras everywhere. If you're heading anywhere outside of your home, smile, you're probably on camera. Cameras are everywhere from street corners to inside public buses. Many of them even have audio, so if you have a conversation while riding the bus, there's no telling who might be listening in. Worse, government officials are working on facial recognition software that can pull up your identity using a photo from your driver's license or other state-issued ID, and any info it has on you as soon as it's identified you on a public camera. Say cheese! Number two, smart TVs. You might think you're safe from government spies in your living room when you kick back and watch TV, but if you have a smart TV, it probably records all the conversations you have around it. This info may be sold to companies that want to sell you things, but Uncle Sam can also compel the TV manufacturer to turn it over if they have a subpoena. Just to be on the safe side, it's best to avoid talking about sensitive topics in front of your TV, because there's no way to bleep out your conversations and if you try to tinker with the TV to turn off the recording, you could face felony charges under the Digital Millennial Copyright Act. It's almost enough to make you nostalgic for those clunky CRT monitors with the rabbit ears and snowy pictures. Number one, your webcam. Just because your webcam isn't turned on doesn't mean the FBI can't switch it on without your knowledge and spy on you. It sounds like something your neighbor with the tin foil over his windows would warn you about, but it is a reality today with a subpoena the FBI can legally access your webcam without your knowledge, while the NSA has a program called GUMFISH that can use your webcam to record video and audio. If you really want to make sure the government isn't spying on you, tape over the webcam when it's not in use and cover any built-in mics on your computer.
0: Das hier ist mein Sektor. Das hier ist das wichtigste Gerät des Küstenwächters. Das Gerät und das Gerät.
4: Überlebensradar.
1: Thinking, we are sinking. Hello, this is the German Coast Guard. We are thinking, we're thinking. What are you
0: thinking about? So, those are some of the ways that the government. Maybe spying on you, it's very uh troubling, and you know they're putting safety over freedom. They'll say it's for for security reasons, and that's the way how they get away with it. If they say it's for security reasons, too many people are gonna say, okay, I'll I'll give up some freedom for security. But if you keep giving up more and more freedom, they'll take it, and sooner or later, you'll have no freedoms. That's just my take on it. Really troubling. So anyway, I'd like to hear from you. You can call or text 413-728-9380, 413-728-9380, or visit our beautiful new website, politicalbombshow.cf, politicalbombshow.cf. I hope that this show was very educational for you. And I did say I was going to ask you a question at the end of the broadcast here. What is the one thing I want you to remember? That's right, fact before feelings. Until next show, take care.